0: Lord, may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Lorraine Southwell. Born on August 17th, 1946 until February 24th, 2019. Our loving mother, grandmother, daughter, sister, and friend, Lorraine Agnes Southwell, went to be with her Lord and Savior on February 24th, 2019. She was preceded in death by her son, John, father, Marston, and second husband, Larry. She drove bus for the Allegan Public Schools for 22 years, retiring in 2004. The special needs run was her favorite. Family was very important to her. She volunteered at Peace Lutheran Church, where she attended. She lovingly cared for her aging mother, grandchildren, and family. She enjoyed God's beautiful creation. Cooking for those she loved, working in the garden, and solving crossword puzzles were her passions. She is survived by her mother, Ruth Wagster of Westland, Michigan, siblings Loretta Gillock of Allegan and John Wagster of Westland, First husband, Jack Livingston of Luddington. Daughters, Sheila of West Haven, Connecticut. And Shelley Wedge of Allegan, Michigan. Her grandchildren, Nathaniel of Nashua, Joshua and of Manchester. Ethan of Allegan and Elise of Allegan. Along with many dear cousins, nieces, nephews, and friends. She will be greatly missed. Dear friends, and family of Lorraine, especially you, her immediate family. Who's the most important person that you talk to in your life? If your spouse is sitting next to you, you probably want to say your spouse. If you've got an important person as a boss, maybe it's that person you know, if you work for the president or something like that. If you're a kid, you probably want to say your mom. Otherwise, you're going to get in trouble. I'm not sure if any of those are really the case, though, if any of that's really the most important person that you talk to. I realized this a little bit when I was overseas. When I I needed to learn Chinese and I was living in China, I studied first a little bit how to learn languages, and one of the things that people tell you is to to not learn languages in isolated words uh, and grammar, but to learn whole phrases and whole ideas, so that you learn to communicate as fast as possible. And so I would learn a little phrase like, "I would like to buy an apple." my iga and I would get A friend to write that down for me and then to say it for me into a recorder, and I would repeat it to myself over and over and over and over. And then I'd do it to the mirror and then I'd do it to the recorder. I'd do it a thousand times until I could say it fairly smoothly. And then I'd go downstairs with 10 bucks and I'd go find the first vendor and I'd say to him, and then I'd go give the apple away to some kid, and then I'd go buy another apple, and I'd do this all day long until I could learn that, and, and then I learned another phrase, like, I want to buy an orange. And so I'd change out the word pingwa for jutsa, and but first I said it to myself. Right? First I'd say, and I'd say that until I could say it. And that taught me something. I don't think the most important person in your life that you talk to is anybody around you, It's yourself. Researchers and doctors actually agree. Uh, It's called inner speech. Our inner speech is the the most important thing that that we say. Uh, For example, they've, they've found with Olympian athletes, since you have to do the same thing over and over and over a million times until you become excellent at it, it's not the biggest and the fastest and the strongest Olympian athletes who are successful. It's the ones who can stay motivated. And the way they stay motivated is through rational self-talk. They just talk to themselves all day long and tell themselves, I can do this, here's how I do it, break it into pieces, and they do it. We all talk to ourselves. Lorraine talked to herself. Not in any kind of crazy way, just she talked, tried to motivate herself, keep herself going. I wonder sometimes what it was. For example, I found out later on that she really liked Knight Rider and uh, that was one of her favorite shows. I wish I had known that earlier. We would have enjoyed some popcorn and Knight Rider nights together. Not the new one, the old one, right? And so I wonder if, you know, that that phrase from Knight Rider, how how Knight Rider was described as a, a young loner on a crusade, to champion the cause of the innocent, the powerless, and the helpless. I wonder if that phrase was something that she talked to herself uh, quite often about, because that's a lot of what her life looked like. It looked like a a champion uh, on a crusade for the helpless, the innocent, and the powerless. Lorraine had an incredible heart of service. Any of you would, would know that who was uh, around here often. Whenever we had a, a funeral or the, the vacation Bible school or the soccer camp or whatever we did all summer long, Lorraine was right there. Uh, she was there to help out and serve, even though, and maybe you knew this, even though she wasn't a member. Lorraine was one of the best servers, but, but she, was, she wasn't a member. She hadn't been a, a member here for decades. And I think it was that, that little bit of conflict that also produced some, some different self-talk in her heart. When I read these words from Psalm 42 to her, you could tell that it, it connected with her. Psalm 42, it says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God for I will yet praise him. The psalmist uses two really powerful words, downcast and disturbed. And if you know Lorraine well, you know that that could have described her soul at times. I'm not saying that she wasn't a cheerful person, but she carried around her own weight, her pain, her heartache, her loss. You know that, right? Right? her soul was downcast it was disturbed there was a there was a burden there for her to carry and i think that made her her talk to herself conflicted hurting you could hear it just like many of us you and i when we we talk to ourselves there's that pain that conflict. That's why she needed Jesus. That's why she she needed a Savior. You know, one of the things that is so remarkable about Jesus uh, and, and people who are followers of Jesus, they point this out. A big question is about Jesus is, who did he think he was? Who did he perceive himself as? And we look at the, the titles that Jesus used to talk to about himself. We look at the things he did. But you know one thing we never see Jesus do? We don't hear his self-talk. Jesus, Jesus never woke up in the morning and said, All right, you go get him, Jesus. You can do this. Jesus never looked at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and said, I'm a little afraid. This is a scary situation. We heard how Jesus went to the the tomb of Lazarus just a little bit ago. Jesus never said to himself, I don't know, should I go or should I not go? I'm not quite sure. See, there was no conflict in his soul. There was no pain. There was no loss. There was no agony. Yeah, he, he carried a burden. We hear that. He went into the garden of Gethsemane and he said, my soul is overwhelmed. But he told us that. So we would know he's carrying our burdens. There was no pain. There was no conflict. There was no agony. There was no loss. There was no heartache. So he could go all the way to the cross and he would say, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Now, do you know why he he said that? He said that so we would know he always trusted God. He did that for us. He did that for you and for me. And you know who else he did that for? Lorraine. For a woman who had spent a couple decades in heartache, in loss, in pain. He did that for a woman who wasn't sure if she could, she could trust her God and, and who kept saying to herself, put your hope in God, but can I really? Can I really? Yeah. Because Jesus did. And finally, that voice came through so that it wasn't but two months ago and Lorraine said, I do put my trust in God. I, I put my faith in God. Not that it wasn't there before, but she was finally able to say it publicly to us. She could confess it and, and say it out loud. And then she, she had the Lord's Supper and she said, that was good. She remembered See, that's what the the psalmist calls you and I to do, to remember, to remember that the Lord is good, to remember that his mercy endures forever, to remember that his love never fails. What are you saying to yourself? You talk to yourself so much more than I ever will. You say so much more to yourself than I ever will. And the last thing you should say is put your hope in God. Listen to Lorraine. For she now praises her Savior and her Lord. She found she could put her hope in God, she remembered. And so can you. Don't be downcast. Put your hope in God, for you will praise him, your Savior and your God. Let's pray. Lord, Lorraine was such a dear soul to us, a dear treasure and a dear friend, and yet she also carried around a a pain and a burden on her heart. We praise you, we thank you that Jesus carried that burden all the way to the cross for her. And and it was until the very end that he he still said, I I trust you, Father. I put myself into your hands. And at the last moment of of her life, Lorraine could say the same thing. And we ask that we would see her faith for the beautiful example it is. And we would follow in her example that we would put our trust in you, our Savior and our God. Take away the conflict from our souls. Heal the pain and the brokenheartedness and lift us up to that place where there is no sorrow, where joy never ends, where hope never fails, where there is glory without ceasing. And we will trust you forever, our Savior and our God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.